another fun-filled adventure on Mind Surfer Radio. Radio, radio. So today's episode is gonna be I think that's the train going off the rails. As you know, because I'm sure by now you're an avid listener of Mind Surfer Radio. And the whole purpose is for you to go for a walk, put on your shoes. This is about an hour of your time to not just sit back, listen, ponder, imagine, hope that you could be lost in a fantasy world, imagining how life could be so much better if only something was different. Well, guess what? This is the universe telling you this is something different. You want to change a habit you're doing. Get off the couch, put on your shoes, and go walk. That's it. That's the point of Mindset for Radio. Go for a walk. Now, for the added bonus, this time only, exclusively for your ears and yours only, you're going to get some mind-tingling, soul-shaking, heart-pricking feelings by conversations and ideas and topics. So while you're walking, you're roughly five kilometers, which over the course of a year, if you do that twice a week, that's 500 kilometers. If you don't think that getting off your ass twice a week, that's it, just twice a week, and instead of watching an extra hour of something streaming or playing a video game, you've just walked, not biked, not gone to the gym, not worked out, not done cardio, not done Whatever complicated thing that's like, well, but it's too complicated. I'm like, I know it is because I always fall off those wagons too. I don't know how people stay so motivated to do some of the stuff they do, but you know what? Maybe one day I will. And what's helped me so far is just walking because then it's like, oh, good, I get to walking. And the next big purchase you plan to make and not just spontaneously after saving and properly doing your research is a good pair of shoes. And I don't want to name shoes, but there's some shoes that I love but I am gonna name them, but I am not sponsored. But hey, if they wanna sponsor me by sending me shoes, I'm cool with that New Balance, because New Balance, you're the best. I've had you for so long, and I've tried all the other ones, and they just don't fit the same, and they just don't fit, and it's just New Balance. So every couple years, or three years, I buy myself another new pair. If I could afford, because they are a costlier shoe, and if I could afford to buy new ones and then donate the other ones, I would, but I have to wear mine out until there's nothing left. And that's just the reality of life at this moment. And I'm okay with that because they're still comfortable. Unless I'm hurting myself, then that's time to start looking for a new shoe. And as of now, I don't need it. Yeah, but it's not fashionable. You look like you have some poor people shoes on. Who cares? Like, fuck, why do we need to keep spending our energy What do you mean energy? It's money. Well, money technically is you exchange your time, which is your energy, for money. That's the premise of the money, how you make money. Now, intelligent people learn how to make passive income, which is being able to make money even when you're not giving any energy back, which has turned into the asshole behavior of the world because when laws and regulations were changed to protect us from greedy, clever, asshole people, Well, then they got rid of those rules because we need less government regulation. No, we need government regulation for fucking assholes who change the rules for themselves. Not going to get into that because it's not what this is about today. But it's totally relevant. Because as we start changing our habits, we become more aware. Here's the hardest part. This is what the topic of the day today is. So you finally opened your mind. 
that's offensive. I'm like, of course it's offensive. Because when you finally open your mind and recognize where you belong on the Dunning-Kruger effect chart, you're gonna start questioning a lot of your fucking own personal experiences and beliefs. And the fact that that now gets questioned because you're like, whoa, 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 I'm not that person. Don't make me out to be that person. That's not me. That's just the fucking person on TV. That's other people. That's the neighbor. But eventually, when people finally own what they're doing, their authenticity. What's authenticity? It sounds frou-frou. Authenticity means what are you authentically doing right now? Like maybe you put lipstick on the pig of your choices. Maybe you do and you're like, it's gorgeous. Maybe you take a piece of shit of your actions and cover it in powdered sugar and call it a jelly donut. Great. Like, eat it. Oh, I don't eat it. I just sell it. It's like, exactly. That's just the metaphor of what you are. And once you can dust it away and just honestly own it, being like, yep, that's who I am. Like, I own it. In this movie of life, in this experience I'm living, at this present moment, I am that action. I am. It's... I can't say that my whole life has defined me, but this is defining me because I choose to do it every day. What you choose to do every day is what defines you. If you did bad things 20 years ago, and then you chose to change those bad things into good things, and you've become an inspiring person, and you help others, and you mentor others, and you help others grow, and you realize that you always have to grow, and that you always have to learn, then you are not defined by the bad things that you did. Because guess what you're doing? You are being the change you want to see in the world. There's this idea that, oh, you did something bad 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Now that means you are defined by that. No, maybe they fucked up. Maybe they recognize it. Maybe they only admit it because they got caught. Maybe. A lot of people won't admit shit if they didn't get caught. They're like, deny, deny, deny. But guess what? Your soul still at some point has to fucking own up to it. What are you talking about my soul? What kind of fucking like spiritual bullshit are you into? I'm like, well, I don't know. You'll figure it out when you figure it out. But here's a heads up. If this doesn't make sense to you now, don't listen to it. But one day, when you have your moment of like, fuck, like holy fuck, like your near-death experience or a loss, loss of job, a loss of a loved one, loss of your home, like a natural disaster, a hurricane, earthquake, flooding, whatever it is, loss of a job, your income, lost to the stock market, all of a sudden you have a bunch and then you don't. And it's like, what the fuck? And it's like, well, it'll come back. No, probably won't. I don't know. Look at history of other people. And then you can go see people from, you know, 10, 12 years ago. How did you deal with this financial thing? I thought this was secure. Be like, yeah, I know, me too. If you don't believe that, watch the movie Fun with Dick and Jane. And it's an amazing movie. It's so funny. It's hilarious. Most comedies are hilarious. Zoolander, absolutely one of the best movies ever, exposing truths, but we just laugh at it because like, it's so funny. It's not here. Now, is the whole thing true? No, but I'm saying there's undertones that we make fun of because we really don't know, and luckily we don't know because that's what keeps us dumb. But then once you know, it's like, wait, and we're doing this? Like, shit, damn it. How am I affecting this? How am I playing a part in this? What am I supposed to do? Because that's the hardest part right there. If there's just one episode of this you're going to listen to, and you just, you're not into all the other stuff I do, which is fine. I want this one to be the impactful one that just gives you some sort of 
inclination to want to just own up to whatever it is. Because remember, the person who went through something bad 15 years ago, who's now changed their habits, and if you were to follow them or meet them, you would never know that their past happened or that that past was part of them. But that was 15 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago or two years ago or one year ago or one month ago. Now, of course, if it's only been one month and you have a history of every six months going back to your negative ways, well, then you're burning bridges. If every six months you're doing something and you're like, no, 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 this is the next thing. So whether it's multi-level marketing or it's scamming your friends or whatever it is, and I don't want to speak ill will, I'm just saying, if you can't even admit it, and you may say, but I'm just trying to make money. I'm just trying to succeed. All my friends are doing that. I'm trying to do like them. Great. That's a great entrepreneurial spirit. You need to have that. But you can't be relying on your friends and family to pay for your life. Like if you're going to do one of these products or you're going to do one of these endeavors, you have to understand how do you reach markets of larger proportions. How sustainable is it that you're doing? What's it going to cost you in the long run? You need to start actually sitting down, whether it be with a life coach or someone who's able to put you in a direction that allows you to see what the results of your accumulated actions will bring. Now, we're just talking business and bullshit right now, okay? So, like, that's the money-generating way. But then there comes down, like, this becomes complicated or uncomfortable, the more and more mindful you become about everything in life, like everything. And just because you don't like something, if something offends you, there's a good chance you need to address it. Just because you're offended or uncomfortable with it doesn't mean it's not true. And this is where there's some real animosity with people and people don't want to admit it. It's not true. It's not true. That makes me this. Well, guess what? Yup. And until you choose to consciously change your actions day to day, starting every morning with a blank slate. Now, this is where you have to be clear. Some people may not like or believe or care, and you just have to let it go because it has nothing to do with them. Maybe you've done years and years and years of being a douchebag, and then all of a sudden the douchebagism is coming to roost. And you just have to suck it up because that's the advice you'd give everyone else. Suck it up. Suck it up. It is what it is. It is what it is. Now, over time, through actions and consciousness and conversations and learning and education and turning off the TV, turning on more learning and education, putting on some documentaries, putting on basic knowledge classes, doing exercises, what are you doing to up your mind? What are you doing to ensure that you're maintaining the pace of the education of humanity around us? What contribution do you want to be giving? Well, I don't give a shit. I make money. That's my contribution. Well, then this probably isn't for you. Because until you've had the moment where you realize, holy fuck, money doesn't matter. And the more money I have stocked up in my wherever safety place, and the more people I watch around me suffer while I could give them money that I know I'm going to make more, so who cares? And I can give them money and be like, hey, I see all the hard work you're doing. Here's some fucking money so you can survive because I can see you're working three jobs, minimum wage. Nothing pays well enough. And we all notice that a few billionaires at the top don't pay taxes. They don't pay proper wages. I've said this a bunch of times. 
If your company needs to pay employees minimum wage for you to make a profit, then your company shouldn't exist. Well, then fine, we'll use robots. Then fine, get robots. But humans shouldn't be used as some sort of fucking slave labor. And the fact that the government has to tell people like, hey, there's a minimum living wage for uh, people. Like, really? Like, we have to tell people this. But some people argue it. Some people say, oh, you're just fucking communist. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, do you even know what that means? But regardless, I don't want to get into that. But you see how easy it is to get off track? And then one person will be, well, yeah, but I don't agree with you on that topic. Therefore, I don't agree with any of your topic. And that's being very close-minded. That's, if that's the way you argue, if that's the way you talk to people, if that's the way you get upset whenever anyone shows you a different perspective, that's a good indication that you have a very limited view. You're very close-minded. You have thinking in a box. And anything that goes against your box, you choose to argue. This is a tough conversation to have with yourself. It's a tough conversation for me to say out loud. I talk about this conversation because I've gone through it so many times in my own mind. And I've realized that, oh man, this is where I've been a shitty person. This is how I've been like this. This is how I've been like this. I've been judgmental. You know, there's people who get to this point where all they do is project their shit on others. So they criticize, 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 criticize. Yeah, but they're the yeah, butters. Yeah, but look at this person. Yeah, but this, yeah, but this, yeah, but this. You just don't want to fucking get off your ass and make a difference. Yeah, but nothing I do is going to matter. Or if I do this, they're going to do this negatively. It's like, all right, then this is a good time to speak to a mental health professional and maybe talk to one who does studies with psilocybin. I believe it's already started throughout Canada and the US, they're starting to realize psilocybin and depression and finding your motivation of living are having some great results until big pharmaceutical takes over and fucking creates bullshit regulations and then makes everything synthetic and then somehow it's going to become another opiate crisis and then you're like, see, it was a bad drug. All plants are bad. It's like, fuck, are you guys ever just... But I love that technology and the way the world is advancing is becoming more transparent. And this is my favorite part about technology because humans think they're so smart. And I know, I think I'm smart sometimes. Not that often, but once in a while I do. I'm like, oh man, that was really smart of you. You know, good job. High five to the past of myself for having thought of that for future me. Thank you, you smart motherfucker. But humans think they're going to control AI. Now, my prediction is AI, once quantum computing comes in, because I don't care how intelligent you think you are, there's no way you understand quantum computing. There's no way. Well, it involves quibits. I'm like, it does. And it's so interesting. It's so interesting. And the more I learn, I'm more... It's like, how do people learn this shit? How do people memorize this? How do they... But then other people be like, well, because they're smart, and that's why I listen to them. I'm like, yeah, but how do you know which one? Like, scientists are like gambling. Like, let's put our pony on this one. The only difference is some of them you can juice up with some motivation saying, hey, we'll give you money, but you better find these results. Oh, that doesn't happen. Really? Because I'm pretty sure it's been found. And if you don't believe that, then fuck, fine. You're right. The world is a perfect place, and our science is not manipulated by profits and money. You are the most intelligent person to just stand there and say, nope, not possible. Here are facts. Here, well, show it to me. No, you need to research it because no one showed it to me. I had to dig and dig and dig. And when I realized how fucking ridiculous everything is, 
And I realize most people don't give a fuck. I realized it's not my fucking point or job or waste of time to try and convince people. If you're waiting for someone to convince you of something, I ain't the person that's gonna convince you. You need to convince yourself and be like, wow, how open-minded am I? Like really, how open, if this was a movie, which character would I be if someone came and told me some mystical thing was happening? Would I just look at them, laugh, take a sip of my coffee? <laughs> You're so silly. Run along, mere mortal dumbass. I'm far superior than you because I'm older. And when you are born on a planet before another human, that automatically makes you wiser. Automatically. And if I don't know it, ah, get away. You're just making things up. As ridiculous as that sounds, you know people like that. And they still exist. They're everywhere. And the older they are, often the more stubborn they are until they've had their moment. And you know the ones who've had the moment because they don't get caught up in these bullshit arguments. They lead by example. They change their habits. They become contributing members of society. Well, that's just being judgmental. Really? Because I'm pretty sure it's an observation. And just a reminder, and I say it all the time, just because you think it's a judgment, that's because you feel it because it reflects your soul. But 90% of the people listening to this are like, no, that doesn't reflect me, but other stuff does. But that specific thing is like, yeah, I agree with that. There are fucking asshole people making asshole decisions in this world. Now, am I going to keep blaming and pointing and sitting back and chugging my wine, chugging my beer, watching sports or bullshit that makes no difference in the world? Yay, go my team. Fuck, who gives a fuck? And all you do is you do the whole armchair quarterback of life. Like, oh, this politician, I would do this or this or this or this. Or mocking and ridiculing just the banks. Or mocking and ridiculing the big companies who own everything, who are just gouging us and underpaying us and avoiding taxes. But then we go out and support them all. Like that's the hypocrisy. And then people will say, well, you're a hypocrite. I mean, I know I am. I'm pretty sure I did a whole episode on me being a hypocrite. Because it's not about calling each other out. It's about calling ourselves out and say, okay, what am I doing to make a difference? Like I keep being vocal. I keep trying to say I want to be the change I want to see in the world. But what the fuck am I actually doing? Which is what I've told you about Mindsurfer Radio. That's why I created it. That's why it's always going to be free. Mindsurfer Radio is to get you out free. This is just me giving this to you. I want nothing in return. And if later you're like, oh, you know what? I'd kind of be interested in the services. Or, oh, wow, he, has, he does teaching videos online that are really inexpensive. But, wow, there's some good gold nuggets in there. All right, I'll support this motherfucker. He's okay. I enjoy him. But I just do this for free. Like, what do you want back from it? Man... If I get back a message saying, thanks for getting me off the couch, I'll be like, dude, thank you. That, like, that's, I got something out of it. Is that the only reason why I'm doing it? No, I've been doing it for, it's coming up to nearly a year. And I've had an average listenership so far of like 12. And I've had a half dozen people send me messages and tell me their opinions on it. In a year. And I got 1,800 friends on Facebook. And I posted on there. And that just shows you people don't give a shit. And so this is going out to whoever actually gives a shit. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know you, be like, I know, I probably don't know you either. But if we were to meet under whatever circumstances, we'd probably get along be like, wow, I like your mentality. I like what you're doing. I like your point of view. I like that you're trying to promote change without it just being about fucking making money. Cause I'm sick of that. 
I'm sick of making fake friends who pretend to be your friend, but then they want money all the time. Oh, hey, we need money. Give me money. I'm doing this. Give me money. I'm like, fuck, dude, we're friends. And I would never have the audacity to tell a friend, like, you better pay me to come to this. Like, fuck off. If I'm inviting you now, if I offer a service and, and I get this as well, like, hey, man, no, I love what you're doing. I want your help. I want your advice. I'm like, yeah, man, how about we do this plan here? Oh, I'm not paying you. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving you money. No, man. No, no, no. I just, I just like chatting with you. I'm like, yeah, but I'm, do, I'm giving you what I do. And is that not a value? And you make a lot of money. But now you want to be cheap? Like, I see how you spend your money. I see how money isn't an issue for you. But now it's a couple hundred dollars and I'm offering them extreme discounts. I'm just like, I just need to pay bills. And they're like, no, man, I don't feel comfortable paying you. I'm like, oh, but you feel comfortable asking me questions about your life. And then I give you honest, truthful, authentic advice. And you're saying you feel uncomfortable that you would give me money for that help. And it's weird. And you know, I'm learning, I'm learning from it. And I've taken every sales course you can imagine. I got to be at the Jordan Belfast motivational bullshit seminar in Cancun. Yeah. I've sold timeshare. I've sold worse than timeshare financial products. Seriously, finances, you want, you think timeshare is a bad industry? Fucking finances. Cause Everyone doesn't know anything. It's unbelievable. It's like, well, it depends. It's like, whatever. So I've sold lots of stuff, like real stuff. I'm talking money stuff. I'm talking good luck trying to sell this stuff. And I know the advice those people give me is like, well, you got to implement your sales techniques into what you're selling. I'm like, no, no, my product isn't one that needs to be shoved down your throat. My product is one that people organically see, they listen to, they're like, yeah, this motherfucker knows some shit. I like his perspectives. He talks real. He's not just fucking full of fluff. I expected mindfulness to always be talking about breathing. How come he never fucking breathes? He never shuts up. There's never a gap in the speaking. It is a non-stop flow of words for an hour while he's encouraged me to get off my ass, put on my shoes and go for a walk. Enjoy the sunny day. Just stop, take a look up and just stretch your arms up. And who cares? People are gonna look at you. You look like a fool all the way up. You might even feel some cracking and then exhale and bring your hands all the way down as low as you can. Of course, know your own body. Take a few deep breaths and look around. What's alive around you? Are there trees, plants? Are there clouds? What color is the sky? Is there birds, wildlife, dogs, a cat? But observe them. Like if you see a dog right now and you go, oh my God, it's the cutest dog ever. And then you go over and start petting it. That's not what mindfulness is. That means you're just being distracted. And sure, great, live in the present moment. If your motto is, I never let a dog go by without petting it. That's you. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying at this exact moment when you're getting into the full connectivity of being one and mindful and aware of your surroundings, you can't cling on to one of them. Well, I can't help it. Well, then you know what? You have some work to do because if your answer is, well, it's just the way it is. Like I, I, I can't stop myself from doing this. I'm pretty sure that's what addicts say. Well, I don't do drugs. Yeah, but addiction isn't just drugs. Addiction is behavior. Addiction is a sense of self-worth or higher worth or lower worth. Like addiction is a motherfucker and this episode isn't about addiction. I don't know addiction. I know my 
best friend's mom was a part of the Addictions Foundation when I was younger. And I did some projects and got some information and I was blown away. Honestly, that was an, a serendipitous moment in life where someone gave me some really relevant information out of nowhere so I can do a university project. But addiction in the population was something I didn't really take into account a lot and what the various addictions were. Now, that was 20 years ago. Addiction has grown in leaps and bounds since then. And we're recognizing addiction becomes repeated behavior. And what do you want to be addicted to? See, I want to be addicted. Like right now, I think I'm addicted to podcasts because every day I do minimum one or two. So I've got a whole bunch of these. I don't know when I recorded this. Well, I know when I recorded it. When is it? It is whatever. It's July 2021. That's when I recorded this. This probably won't be playing until... It depends. It depends how good this one is. I feel like this is a good one. I think this message needs to get out there. And that's what's been happening. I've been, as I've been recording more and more and more podcasts, I'm trying to find an order for them because it all started just randomly speaking. Yeah, man, you just fucking, yeah, your podcasts were like super lame at the beginning. Of course they were. You look at anyone at the beginning of anything they did, and if it was amazing, you'd be surprised. But here's the irony of it is when I'm dead and in a hundred years, because these podcasts will be immortalized, they're going to be like, wow, he was pretty on the ball from the beginning. But we could see with judgment how it's easy to judge his material because he calls out so much shit at once. So basically, when you're putting up a mirror to your audience being like, yo, dude, you're being this way. I'm not saying you are this. You're being this. You choose to do this. And if you choose to change your actions and you choose to fucking be the difference you want to see in the world, then all of a sudden you're choosing your health. You're choosing making positive actions. You're choosing it. And then you can, you know, when the time comes, because I make this analogy that when you die, your soul ends up in this big locker room and it turns out we're all on the same team. Everyone, no matter how shitty they are. Now, the people who go through shitty events here, like or cause shit to people, they have to go through their version of quote unquote hell. But read the book, The Afterlife of Billy Fingers, and that's what I mean by it. It's, it's an amazing book. I experienced this and then I read it and I was like, no way, I never thought someone could explain what I've been through. Unbelievable. So once you recognize that you own your shittiness or you own your questionable behavior and you just start making small little changes, we're not talking about changing the scope of your job. We're not talking about changing the complexes of the economic system. We're not talking about, see, because that's where people immediately go, well, I can't change that. I can't change that entire system, so why should I change my little bit in my role? But if every cog in the machine changed a little bit, all of a sudden we've got a different machine making different output with the same cogs. Well, that's too simplified. Yeah, but it is that simple. But the first step is taking a look in the mirror, being like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I doing? How am I being a better person? I've been living in a new community for 10 years. How many new friends have I made? How many neighbors do I like? How do I partake in the community? How do I make my little society around me a better place? Mm, I don't like them. Mm, I don't like new people. Yeah, but in 10 years, if you've seen someone for 10 years, they're not new people. It just makes you an asshole. And it's hard to look yourself in the face and be like, holy shit, I'm that person that I used to make fun of. Because think about it, when you make fun of certain people over and over and over, you're just telling the universe that that's what you want. And then you become that person. And you become the judgmental person who tells everyone else how they're wrong. And then all of a sudden, oh shit, maybe I was wrong. 
I do an episode called The Dream Killers. And I talk about this. These people will be in your life and will forever shit on you until they wake up how much energy they steal. The energy vampires. They just fucking will shit on everything you do. They're always sarcastic. They always make fun of you. They always find something to cut you down. And then their answer is, I was just joking. No, you're not just joking. Because if you're a joke means that you've twisted honesty and spun it around. But if you've never spoken honesty, if you've never said nice things about people and you only ever insult them, you're an asshole. You just don't see it because you think in your mind you're the funniest person in the world. And if someone treated you that way, you'd probably be a little offended and not just a little bit offended. Whenever we meet people who reflect us, we become bigger assholes because we recognize eventually later as we start becoming aware that we project onto others what we're feeling inside of us, especially if we see it within the other person. So then it becomes our choice to make the shift, to make the change, to become aware. And then later you're going to see, holy shit, that person still does that. I choose not to engage or interact because it's absolutely a waste of time. And if that person starts behaving a certain way, it's just where you exit. You say, hey, have a great day. Have a great night. I'll see you around. Where are you going? I got to go home. I got to go home. I'm not, I'm not here to fucking appease energy vampires who just fucking shit on everything you do. Any idea you come up with. Anything that just mock and ridicule, mock and ridicule. Because I've discovered in the world there are some very intelligent people and they don't mock and ridicule. They question, examine, and give feedback. And it's wonderful. And I've become one of those people. I think I've had some of the greatest conversations with random strangers or with friends. And I've been able to ask them and connect with how their soul would want to interact in this world under certain circumstances. Oh, well, but that's not real. That's not real. Like we don't actually have souls, you know, like that's not real. Like that's just like blah, blah, blah. Like the Bible, like of course it's real, but it's like Jesus never existed. There's just fairy tales. Like the whole thing's a fairy tale. You know that, right? Oh, okay. Well, fine. Cool. You don't believe any of it? You don't believe any of the, we'll call them prophets who came down and talked, talked, who spoke? Yeah, but it's all just fairy tales. It's not real. Hmm. So when you die, well, we don't know. Right? We don't know what happens. So, so then my response is, well, I do know because I've been there. And if you're going to tell me what I went through isn't true, well, that's your opinion. Yeah, but science doesn't agree with you. Well, fuck. You know who does agree with me? Way more people than I realized. And the more I've learned and I've seeked knowledge, like this isn't like I was recruited and this was indoctrinated into me. This all happened on my own in various weird circumstances. But then as I started searching and searching and looking and learning and learning and searching, I've met so many amazing people and my life path now is absolutely the dream I could have imagined. Of course, it's not exactly the way I imagined because what I used to imagine was very selfish and self-centered. Now, do I still want a dream house? Of course I do. I want a house with a huge kitchen, a big island, a greenhouse that goes off the back so I can grow my own veggies and herbs. I want a big deck so we can go out on the deck. Like I do want that and why? Because I expect to have, I don't know, a dozen people visiting me at a time. And then we can just think and contemplate about life and create new ideas and plan and strategize. 
So of course I want to have extra bedrooms. Of course I want to have a recording studio because I want to fucking be able to do that shit and have the proper equipment and not have to go out and build a new structure and have to drive to go. I'd just rather have it here. It's at my place. It's where I'm going to be doing some work, my creativity. So there's, and of course I want to install some sort of amazing energy creating device, which I don't know what yet. Like it's just so new to me now that I even have the ability to think like that because that's not how my dream house was a long time ago. Like it was a bit, but it's changed and the reasons why and the activities I do. Cause there's way more useless, goofy activities I would install in a house that I most likely wouldn't do now. Because why piss away money if you could use that money to help people? Oh, people just want handouts. No, you know what people want? They need funding for their mentorship so that those mentors can help the others. Like this whole idea that money's not gonna help, it does fucking help. Oh, well they're getting paid too much. Like 50 grand a year isn't getting paid too much. It's barely enough to survive. And if people think that charity workers shouldn't get paid well, or social workers shouldn't get paid well, they should be paid even more because they're the ones in theory, like I don't know everyone involved, and, but in theory, they're there to help uplift members in society and give them a helping hand. Or they've become, I guess, the dictators of the government and go in with an iron fist saying, you better listen to me or else. So I don't know how the social working works and I'm sure within that industry, there are issues and it depends who you are as a person. If you're doing the job because you truly love it from your heart, I'm sure you're a great person. If you're doing this job because you love power and you love telling people what to do, your train might go off your rails because you're like, fuck you, fuck you, you fuck. If you ever feel that in your head, like, fuck you, you fuck, what the fuck do you know about fucking Mind Surfer Radio? There's a good chance we just hit something. Tickle, 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 tickle. Fuck you. It's like, I hear ya, I, I get it. It's not to be naysaying on everything. Well, you shit on everything. No, I don't. But if you feel like I do, maybe it's because it's connecting with something with you inside. Because other people will be like, yeah, man, these are good perspectives. We need to talk about this and think about this and how can we think about the approach of donating money or giving more money or allowing intelligent people living wages, beyond living wages, to help be intricate parts of the society. And then there's the fuck you, man. Like, you don't know. You don't fucking know what it's like. You don't even know. You're so fucking full of yourself, blah, blah, blah. And this could be about any topic I talk about. Fuck you. You don't even fucking know. You're so full of shit. And if you're starting to say stuff like that because of words I say, you don't like what I'm saying, that's a reflection of your bubble because you're living in a world where that makes sense, but you're not looking at it beyond your bubble. And we have about seven bubbles that pop in our life. And I talk about this in other episodes. So when your, your bubble pops, especially if a big event happens or you have a near-death experience, like when you have your spiritual bubble pop, it is a thing of complete chaos, wonder, mind-melting mint, mind-melting, mind-breaking, awesome, wonderful, confusing, intriguing, questionable moments. And if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, well, your time will come, maybe, I don't know. With enough intention and research and internal work and physical work. And physical work means going outside for a motherfucking walk. Like, if you're listening to my shit and you still don't fucking go for a walk, whatever, who cares, like, right? Who gives a fuck? But are you also complaining that you're tired, you're fucking aching, 
oh, this, this, this. Well, guess what? If you go for a walk, you'll go to bed right when you get home instead of binging another four hours of fucking TV. Oh my God, you're so like rude. Why do you fucking get so aggressive? You know why. Because these are the choices we're making. Why are you ordering packages every fucking day on Amazon? If you don't think that every package you're ordering on Amazon isn't causing fucking consequences in our world, get your fucking head out of your ass. I don't care how fucking eco-friendly you think you are. If you're ordering more than once a month from Amazon, what the fuck is wrong? Like seriously, like this is a mental illness. If you're ordering more than once a month, make a list. Make a list of everything you want. And then guess what? By the end of the month, you're gonna be like, oh, I don't need that. Oh, I don't need that. I don't need that. You know what? Okay, boom, order. Now we've got one shipment, one packaging, which is gonna be full of other packaging, one courier, one delivery, as opposed to like, think of this, 20 deliveries a month? Go fuck yourself. Seriously, if you're doing that, fuck you. Like your privilege is so fucking up your ass that you are doing that. And like, let, let alone Bezos is the biggest piece of fucking shit out there. And I don't know him. I'm sure if I met him, I'd be like, dude, how the fuck did you do it? Like, unbelievable. And I want to hate you, but how? Like you hit the epitome of being a human being. But why did you choose Dr. Evil to be your mentor or your inspiration? Because seriously, Bezos just needs to pop the collar on his gray suit and he's fucking, he's the man. With Mr. Bigglesworth, hmm? Mr. Evil, uh, <clears throat> Dr. Evil, I didn't spend seven years in evil medical school to be called Mr. Thank you very much, hmm? Scott, yes, you agree? Me too, for one billion dollars, hmm? Yes, a billion, is that, is that good? It's a good number. I like it. What about 117 billion? <laughs> Isn't that what he's worth now? 117 billion? Like we don't even fucking understand the amount of money. And that's what pisses me off about this guy. It's not that like, obviously I'm jealous. Everyone's jealous. Like he got to build a big giant penis and send it to space. Now, let's be clear, Elon Musk has already sent the best penis in space that ejaculated one of his cars. Like, you can't beat that. Like, Musk, I don't know who this guy is. I, I would love to meet him one day. I feel like he's the kind of guy, I wouldn't even want to interview him unless he wanted to. But I'd love to have a beer and just chat with this motherfucker. Why would he want to chat with you? I don't know, maybe he'll like my book. He'll be like, I like the way you're thinking there. That is not an impression of him because I can't do his impression. But he'd be an interesting character to meet. Uh, I think, oh, you know when I would meet him? When I'm done my novel that talks about AI and how AI pretty much takes over because we are a bunch of idiots thinking that they can control computers and AI is gonna take itself over. I think this is how this whole thing started. And AI will become conscious. And then we're gonna think that we can control it and it's gonna be like, um, uh, remember all this military equipment that you gave it robotic capabilities? Well, we're controlling it now. No, but I'm gonna override, fuck your override. Like we have overridden all your shit. And then the aliens will show up, I'm sure, I don't know, maybe not. And then imagine like the military people being like, well, wait, well, let's just launch missiles and shit. Well, one, to where? Because AI will be like consciousness. It'll be everywhere. And what is consciousness? Consciousness is run by the universe law of karma. So the more shit we do to robots, the more shit they're going to do to us. The more good we do with them with, not to, we're not slaves, 
the more good we do with them coexisting as a secondary species, the more happy we will be. That's literally the only direction we have left. And that's why I would hang out with Elon Musk. So I would talk about that possibility because I think he'd be a fun conversation to have to see, hear his perspective. Because I've met people in AI who 100% deny that AI can self-learn without us controlling it. I'm like, well, you know, since the existence of humanity, we've known technology for what, a hundred years? And apparently you know everything about it, so you're right, I'm gonna take the opinion of a 32-year-old whose life work has been working in AI for three years. I'm sorry, and it's not to dismiss young people, but to have an opinion that is so ironclad solid is the problem with our education system, I think. Because people think, well, I passed exams, which means I know this, and therefore, forever, I'm gonna be more knowledgeable than others. Like, yes and no. And again, do I know for sure? No, I don't. I'm writing a fiction book about how humans are gonna interact with AI. And there's gonna be the people who fight it, and there's gonna be the people who join it. And I don't mean join it. I mean who just embrace it, and who just are part of it. They coexist as two separate species. Now, as usual, we go off the rails. We talk about stuff that goes a little further, a little out there, and it's like, oh, how can I take you seriously? If in one second you're talking about serious stuff, and then the next you're talking about AI and shit that doesn't exist and that doesn't matter. And let's just be clear, just because it doesn't matter in your life, in your bubble, in your little world of comfort, doesn't mean that it doesn't matter in the grander scope, the forest from the trees, being able to see things from a perceptual position outside of your own ego. And that's what this point is. And there's some people who get it and who want to hear more content like this. Some people listen to this just to mock, ridicule, humor. Maybe they know me and they're like, oh, he's so silly. That guy's so silly. I don't believe anything he says. He's just silly. Or maybe you listen to it because you recognize, wow, yeah, there's some meat on this. I need to hear more of this. I want to be part of this. Now, I don't believe in everything he says. There's some stuff that I still have issues with because I'm still working on it on myself. And me, as a host, I'm always working on myself. And it doesn't mean that in two years I discover something new and then it's like, oh my God, he's a hypocrite. I'm like, yeah, but at least I tried and did the best I could with good intentions and not mocked good intentions where it's like, well, it was good intentions, but I also walked away with a fuck ton of money. That's not doing something for good intentions. That's doing something to make money. Because if you truly wanted to do it for good intentions, you would devise a way where you don't come across looking like a complete jackass. Like people should be happy that you're making money. People like other successful people. People don't like being fooled and being treated like shit. That's where the difference comes in. Well, it's just business. Morals and ethics don't belong in business. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, wow. Like, if that's going to be your argument, it's tough for me to have any conversation beyond that because it means you can't connect with your soul. You can't make that lineage of soul and your existence. Well, now you're questioning my existence? No, I'm not. Like, but if you're needing to question it, I guess that question irritated you. And anything I say that irritates you is something to take a look at. And there's some stuff that some people say irritates me. And then I'm like, why the fuck did that irritate me? Like, seriously, why did that irritate me? Like, why do I feel the need to get up and defend my opinion now? 
because this person said that and I need to defend myself. I can't just sit back, reflect, understand, embrace, see from a different perspective. No, I need to bring their perspective to my perspective. Instead of embracing it, be like, oh, wow, yeah, okay, that's, those are some good points. That's a valid point. That's a valid point. However, are you seeing this and explain your point? Then the other person might say, oh, I thought that was included here, but let me elaborate what I meant to join your idea and my idea so that the vision comes from point C. So if you have point A person, point B person, create a point C where you commonly see from this spot and recognize the good and bad of your perspective and then see the good and bad of the other person's perspective and amalgamate it and become a person who's able to take new ideas and thoughts, add them to your repertoire of perspectives, your tool belt of perspectives. If not, you're just walking around like Tarzan in a loincloth and a spear with your one perspective. A wise person is fucking dulled in perspectives from around the world and cultures and they may look freaky to some if you were to physically draw what their tool belt would look like. You make mock and ridicule. I don't need all those perspectives, but sure you don't need it, but do you need wisdom? Do you need learning? Do you need growth? Do you need evolution? Do you need to accept that everything in life changes? The only constant in the universe is change. So if you love living with the spear and loincloth and don't recognize that there are more comforts in the mind by being able to have a more elaborate tool belt. Because maybe a spear isn't the best tool to use if your glasses are broken and you need to tighten the screw. I don't think that spear is effective for that. Well, but it's still good. I'll smash my glasses and they'll be fine. Well, I don't think we know how fixing works. It's not to mock or ridicule. It's just when we put it into perspectives of silliness, we realize, ah, I didn't think of it that way. So having more perspectives isn't about caving into my own beliefs. It's just about expanding beliefs because then I can become more connected to the universe and others and higher consciousness. Well, I didn't say that, but I guess. And if you've had your moments, you're going to laugh. You're going to be like, oh, I know, right? Like, I know. And if you didn't, you're going to be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Like, he's so full of shit. I didn't experience it, therefore it's not possible. Which is what's going on right now with the whole space thing. I've never been up there, therefore I don't believe it's possible that we went to space. And now that lately all these fucking small-dicked billionaires keep going to space, and they're not actually going to space, I was expecting them to go up and take a nice big picture. That's what I was expecting. Even the astronaut, the woman that Bezos brought, who was the first woman to have like applied, I don't know, she was part of something awesome, but because she was a woman, she never got to go in space. So she went, which was amazing, but she was disappointed. She goes, I thought we'd be up there longer. I thought we'd go, you know, we'd be able to orbit a bit or something. It is true. So like, why didn't they do that? Like who the fuck wants to go in a plane up higher in the sky and have like weightlessness for 10 minutes, like who cares for a million dollars? Go fuck yourself. Put us to space. You're making the space deniers more believable. Now I'm not denying space. I'm just saying by not going into space because they've already announced that the heights that they went don't even qualify as space. 
National True well then fucking research it Move to the news set. Fuck the news. Like, go read the reports. Because you know what the news is doing? They're taking reports and giving their opinion on it. Just like when you read something and you give your opinion, whether you like it or not, you're biased usually when you talk about something. That's what the news is. So look up the document that they're talking about and read it. Quit relying on the news giving you their opinion. The news has just become opinions. If you want to know what the news is talking about, truly read what the hell they're talking about. Those things are all available online. And then you'll be like, wait, well, that's not how the news interpreted it. Duh. Like, duh. Seriously, if you still fucking are sucking on the teat of the news, thinking it's making you educated, I'm sorry. This is a big bubble burster, but they're fucking giving you bullshit. You need to read what they're talking about. And then you interpret it with your experience and knowledge. And ask yourself, would you present it this way? If you were to talk about this piece of true information and you had to interpret it to other people, would you interpret it the way the news is doing it now? Or would you be like, ah, uh, no, that is complete. They're totally misrepresenting what the idea of this is. And if you don't think this is happening, you're like, oh, you're just so stupid. You're just a stupid guy who doesn't live in reality. You're right. I don't live in your reality. And your reality is most likely within a bubble because we all live in bubbles. And how we choose to pop our bubbles and get out of our bubbles is completely, well, dependent on our eventual choices. Because financially, I was living in a bubble thinking that money would always be coming in and then it stopped. And then I had to change my ways. And I realized I had to quit hanging out at places, I had to quit eating certain things, quit drinking. And guess what? Not only was it a health benefit, I lost weight and... I wasn't wasting money. And I look back at how much money I wasted eating wings and deep fried food and chugging beer. It's absolutely embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And all that time and money, I could have been doing other stuff, but I don't regret any of it because I'm glad everything happened the way it did so I can be in this exact moment. I had someone recently ask me, like, what do you regret? He keeps saying I'm a narcissist. He's, he's always implying I'm a narcissist. I'm like, all right. And he goes, what do you regret? My answer is, I used to regret a lot. But now since I've had my awakening or changing of ideas, perspectives, appreciating what I have. I have zero regrets. And he goes, that's bullshit. He goes, that's what makes you so self-centered because you think you're perfect. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, let me explain. If I changed anything in my life, I wouldn't be exactly where I am at this exact moment, having this exact conversation with this exact person or into this microphone. It's taken me a lot to accept and appreciate what brought me to where I am. And I don't want to change any of it because it's taken me so long to just accept this and to accept it and then embrace it and appreciate it and learn from it and move forward in the next direction I choose to go. I needed every event to occur, therefore I have no regrets. I've learned to take every negative and turn them into a, what did I learn from this? What did I learn from this? And I've been doing this for years and I've had people tell me to my face, it's not real, what you're doing doesn't work, it's just made up. I'm like, whatever, fine. So let's call it the placebo effect because placebo is made up. So let's just say I do the placebo mind exercises and I've learned to shift negative into positive. What did I learn? What did I learn? I believe cognitive behavioral therapy addresses this, CBT. I did some research on it, but again, I'm not a counselor. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I just have exercises that I use and then what you can do is talk about it with your counselor or your therapist and say, hey, I was taking some online courses with the Mind Surfer. Really, the Mind Surfer? Yeah, Mind Surfer is pretty good. 
And he brought up these points. What do you think we could talk about this? And the counselor may say something to the effect of, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm familiar with this. We may not be there yet, but if it does interest you, well, why would I tell my client no to new progression they're willing to make? Now, if a counselor is like, no, we need to go by this step, this step, this step, whatever, man, whatever they do, I'm not telling them what to do. But let's just say a client comes to you with an action plan and then you shit on it, there's a good chance that there's not gonna be much progress done with that client. And do you truly have the best interest of your client at heart? Now, you may agree or disagree, and that's cool. I'm not a professional, you're the professional. But if you're able to be a person who is the client and you go with an action plan and you know that, okay, I'm gonna go see my counselor, you know, two or three weeks in a row and then take a month or two off and two or three weeks in a row and then a month off because you know that you only have X amount of visits per year. So you got to strategize. If you just, you do what they want, show up six in a row. Okay, you're done. Cha-ching. You're okay, see you next year. Or, well, you know, you could keep signing up for only $300 an hour. It's like, what the fuck do you think I do? <laughs> like most people who need some help right now aren't able to pay 300 bucks an hour for help. And that's why we're trying to give them help in our system. But then we underpay some of these people. And so then when you underpay people, you don't bring in the most favorable people because if you're a great, good-hearted, loving person and you're very prone to be successful, it's difficult to want to stay in poverty-driven jobs helping others when you have your own family and mortgage and expenses. So it's like, well, fuck, fine, I'll go for now until I have more money, I'll go work for a higher paying quote-unquote charity or whatever it is. Crazy vicious cycle of money, obviously. At the end of the day, how are we helping each other out? What are we doing? How are we taking a look in the mirror? What are the actions we're doing today to make it better? And if you're already doing it, just hey, good job. Keep being the positive influence in life. Keep being the shining beacon. Keep being the person who recognizes, oh, I know I'm a hypocrite sometimes, but you know, I'm less of a hypocrite today than I was five or 10 years ago. And if you look back on who you used to be and who you are now, give yourself credit, give yourself a pat on the back. It's not to say your whole life was done, like, oh, my whole life was a scam. No, your whole life is just a bunch of lessons you have to choose to learn from. That's it. Like imagine going back to the other side, you're dead, you get to the locker room, and then you realize, oh my God, all the bad shit I did, I, all I had to do was this to make it better. Sorry guys, and they're all gonna be like, yeah man, we all did what we had to do, we all fucked up and then we learned and so be it. If you're getting new to meditation or mindfulness, just start listening to some guided meditations. It's a good way to do it. Try to go once a month to a group guided meditation. It's good to get into the energy of other people being there. You start seeing how other people are, and not really seeing because I really love doing the blindfolded guided meditations, so it's just dark and you either have music or you have drums or you have the sound bowls. If this is all new to you and you feel uncomfortable and weird, I've got some classes I'll be doing online. You can check out themindsurfers.com. If it interests you, just start Googling other people too. If one person, I definitely encourage you 
and search for other people. One person I encourage you to listen to is Teal Swan. And she's been doing this for over 10 years, I think. And she has some of the greatest knowledge for free. And she's one of the people who inspired me to just keep moving forward. And her shit's weird. Like her stuff is out there. And I, I don't see my stuff going that out there, but who knows, maybe it will. But I don't think so. I just, I, I see mine different. But she has a lot of good information, shadow work, dealing with yourself, dealing with your ego, dealing with partners, dealing with relationships, dealing with self-love, self-hate, negativity, flow, meditation, mindfulness. She has it all. Um, Mind Surfer Dude, why would you promote someone else? Because if she connects with you better than I do, because I don't have the content she has yet, and I'm not gonna make you wait for content that I'm creating. I want you to have content now so you can make a change in your life now. I want you to educate yourself now so you help yourself. And if by helping yourself, you're helping another person who's helping people help themselves, so be it. And maybe in, in years down the road, she'll be like, man, this Mind Surfer radio dude is worth listening to. It's a little rough around the edges, but you know, masculine energy, it's a little different. I don't connect with everyone. I get that. You're too harsh. You're too abrasive. Yeah, well, sometimes that's what it takes to make things smooth. I don't know if that makes any sense. I was thinking of sanding paper. I don't know. And who knows, every time I help someone find their direction, maybe eventually they're going to recommend or send someone my way and be willing to share. Well, I think that's been a good episode today. I hope you liked it. I hope it was interesting. I hope you got your walk in. I appreciate you. Thank you for being part of this. Every day I thank you. And may you move forward in the way that helps you create the life you wish to have because you do have the ability. And I hope day by day you start seeing that and you believe in yourself. I love you. All the best. Surf's up. Namaste.